Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. AdFreeShows.com has two can't-miss events this April. April 5th, the Nature Boy will join AdFreeShows members to watch his WrestleMania 8 title match against the Macho Man Randy Savage 30 years later. And then we'll celebrate 25 years since Barely Legal 1997 with Taz and Sabu joining us for a live watch-along on April 14th. This is your chance to watch your favorite wrestling moments with your favorite wrestling stars exclusively at AdFreeShows.com. You know, I get the question all the time, Conrad, I know you help people save money and you help people refinance, but could you actually help me buy a house? Yeah, buddy. Come on now. Buywithconrad.com is your hookup. And let me give you a heads up. You don't need a huge down payment to buy a house in 2022. In fact, you may not need a down payment at all. There are still loan programs out there that can get you out of your apartment and into a brand new house with no money down. And I know it sounds too good to be true, but buddy, we're doing it pretty routinely. And you don't have to be a veteran, but yeah, we can still help our veterans get into a house with no money down. But more importantly, we're going to help you get on the path to buy a house this year. You see, a lot of times we have these conversations and folks say, well, I've got a little bit of time left on my lease, or I'm not sure exactly when I'll be ready, or how much of a down payment do I need to save up? My advice, don't get ahead of yourself. Let's start the pre-approval process. Let's know what your new house payment could look like. You'll tell us how much down payments you want to have. Maybe the answer is zero. That's cool. And then you'll tell us what you want your monthly payment to be. And then you go shopping for your dream home. But step one starts at buywithconrad.com. And hey, did you know that when you go to file your taxes as a homeowner, you're going to get a statement back from your mortgage company that's going to say, hey, you can write off this amount of interest this year. How much of your rent are you writing off this year? None of it. Oh, and by the way, what's your interest rate on your rent? Well, that would be 100%, pal. You know you can do better than 100% interest. That's what rent is. Stop throwing your money away. And by the way, we can even help you get rid of your current house and get into a better house if you already have a house but you think, you know what, it's time for a new place. We can help you at buywithconrad.com. That's buywithconrad.com, B-U-Y with Conrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. And be sure to ask about our green light underwrite. 
We can actually get your file completely underwritten, and that allows you to negotiate like a cash buyer at buywithconrad.com. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to DDP Snake Pit. And of course, we couldn't do it without a pair of Hall of Famers, Mr. Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake, how are you, man? Wonderful. And of course, the uh, the host with the most, Mr. Diamond Dallas Page. What's up, DDP? How are you, dude? Hey, dude. Got a lot of uh, good things cool to talk about today. So, uh, looking forward to it. Man, we are, uh, we're excited to be here. We're talking about all things spring stampede 1997. And of course that, in my opinion is the real, I don't know, jumping off point, uh, for you leveling up Dallas. Would you agree with that? That spring stampede is the show that helped make you a superstar. I think it like, I think what happened with the NWO first really laid the groundwork and put me on that rocket, but I never, like I knew when we discussed, like we were working together, March and I, you know, I just did whatever he told me to do, <laughs> you know, when it came to laying out the match, I got into that. But, um, every night when we were on the road coming up to that, I was just getting left laying by the NWO or I hit a couple of diamond cutters, maybe on Bagwell and, and, uh, Virgil and escaped through the crowd. But most nights I was getting left playing. So, you know, the week, uh, Two days before that, we were in um, uh, Florence, South Carolina. And that's where Arn walked in and said, so what do you want to do, Mach? And he looked up and he went, I think I want to take the diamond cutter. You know, which was, you know, pretty cool. And as you know, Jake, he was testing the waters. Sure. You know, wanted to see, you know, how the people would react. And they they imploded. It was amazing, you know. And so he's looking up at the lights laying on his back going, mm, guess we know what we're doing for spring stampede. Now, I don't know if like that's real, that's really going to happen. Cause yeah, I've been told, yeah, okay, you're going over this guy tonight, come up with a blah, blah, blah. And then found out later I'm not <laughs> right. <laughs> Some political yeah. changing in the back, whatever. But I felt kind of positive because Randy wasn't really we river. We, you know, we always talk straight to each other. So I didn't really, I thought maybe it's possible, but then when we found out it was possible and it actually happened, I don't, I, I couldn't even believe how much my life changed when it happened. Like it was crazy, man. It just took you from woof to that spot. You know, it's interesting to think about, how all this came to be. And you're exactly right. March 1st, Columbia, South Carolina, diamond Dallas page would pin Randy Savage in an unadvertised match with a diamond cutter from the middle turnbuckle. And that would sort of continue. Uh, you would pick up wins in Florence, South Carolina on the 15th. Uh, and then the main event, you guys would go on last in both Minneapolis and Duluth, um, or, or, or Minneapolis and, and Baltimore rather. It's interesting to think about you know, how all of these guys level up, Jake, what do you think is, is that tipping point in your career? Like here it's working with, with Randy Savage, but what about you? What was your story? When did you level up in your mind? Um, several instances, man, you know, over my career, you know, I think I'd 
being at WTBS and um, the night with Briscoe, right? Yeah, the night with Briscoe. Right. That was a big that, moment. That was a scary friggin' moment. Uh, <laughs> and that's the, that's the night I also got the job as the booker. You know, and uh, that happened. Just, just the give the editing because okay. we already talked about it. But give the edited story of that. The edited that's, story. In case is, you missed it. Uh, Briscoe brothers were part owners in uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling, and they were having a big meeting at the Omni while we were doing the show. And um, I'd been asked by the Briscoes to take over the book. You know, the booker lays out all the matches. We know what that guy does. So anyway, uh, I'm going to wrestle Jerry Briscoe that night in the Omni. Main event, right? No, it wasn't a main event. Oh, it wasn't? No, no, no. It was semi or something semi. like that. Yeah. And just the fact that I'm wrestling one of the Briscoes, I'm shitting my pants. <laughs> Because what, why? Why? This guy's not in the locker room. <laughs> I don't know what he wants to do. I've never wrestled a Briscoe. And they're bad sons of bitches. Yeah, and they can hurt me. <laughs> you know? If I want to rob a bank, I don't walk in the front door. I come in the back real quietly. <laughs> you know, and, and get over. But he's not there. And I'm like, holy shit, what's going on? The first match, second match, third match, fourth match, fifth. Look, we're on next. He's still not there. They're ringing the bell for the match. He's still not there. They tell me to go to the ring. So I go to the ring. How long am I going to be out here? You know, I was out there for a couple of minutes and finally here comes Briscoe. Gets to the ring. We wrestle us. What are we doing? He goes, I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. Just have some fun. Okay, what do you want to do? I don't know. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he says, hit me with a DDT. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> I'm being asked to hit a Briscoe with a DDT by the Briscoe. Oh, my God. I hope I don't fuck this up. <laughs> and I hit him with it, and I covered him. And I was kind of expecting him to kick out, really, to the truth. I wouldn't have been surprised if he had. But while I've got him covered, he says, do you want the job as a booker? And I said, yes. He goes, don't take anything less than full control. You got that? Full control. Yes, sir. And boom. One, two, three. One, two, three. And I went <laughs> to the back. Then I was summoned to the front. And I go in the room, and there's Briscoes and uh, Ole. And you could tell they were pretty fired up. Their faces were both flushed. And... Um, he said, so only first thing off, man, he fires off at me. Because only I had history. I quit on him three times in Charlotte. Wow. Because he had promised me stuff, and I'd go in, and the shit didn't happen. I said, like, see That's again. what I was talking about oh, earlier. Goodbye, you know. <laughs> and then I'd go back home, and then the Crockett's would call me and, and ask me to come back, and I wouldn't. And then only would start his shit again. Goodbye, you know. And uh, anyway... So he's looking across at me and he's seething. And uh, he had appointed Buzz Sawyer as the booker. Are you serious? My God. And they were beating the road warriors every night, him and his little brother. Oh. Are you serious? Yeah, every night in the middle. Two out of three, you know? And it stunk, you know? And so. Ole's like, all right, so you're going to take the book. You tell you, here's what you're going to do with that. You're going to have it written out for me, written at this, 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 the day before television, you give me the TV. 
I'm like, no, I'm not. I got full control. And he goes, full control. He just lost his shit. Oh, he can be kind of scary, man. Yeah, he could Back be. then. But he said, when I, even when I see him, yeah, w, he, he was WCW. loud. He was uh, in your face type. He was a Bill Watts bully. Would he poke you? Oh, I mean, he'd fucking, he'd poke you. It hurt. And he's explaining something to me at the power plant about working. I'm thinking, what is, is he shooting on me? Yeah, but it just it was just his personality. Yeah, you his know? personality. He was a bully. <laughs> so I said, yeah, I got to have full control. I hire, I fire, I do it all. And uh, he's just sitting there shaking. And bottom line was, the only reason I got the job is the Briscoes actually wanted Gary Hart to be the booker. Mm. But only said, big no. Okay, that's your that's your one refusal. Well, only wanted Buzz to be the booker. Briscoe said, hell no, that's their one refusal. So I was kind of the guy, that, the odd guy out. Or this in this position, the odd guy in. So I got the book, and uh, after that, it was it was fun, man. It was the best time of my life. I had the most fun because you could be you creative, could, not you just know. yourself, but yeah, everybody, for everybody else. Man. Yeah, you know, and that, that's what that's what that's what Jack's, you know, Jacob. That's why, yeah, you know, when he saw how hard I worked. He wanted to help me, like, and but he also would rib me and screw with me and try to push my buttons. <laughs> yes, I got it. Yeah. That's the way you do shit. He got a lot more. He got a lot worse after he left me. I guarantee you, <laughs> because then they were messing with his pocketbook and his mind. <laughs> I messed with his mind, but I messed with it in a playful matter that that taught him something in it, man. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, and and that's the key. It's really hard out here on the road. And, you know, when you get into this business, you may think you have a lot of friends, but when it comes time to eat, everybody wants to eat. Yeah. Everybody. And if that means you're out for me to eat, goodbye. Well, that's just the way it is. So, you know, at that time in my life, that was probably the biggest thing that ever happened to me. So, so what about the, like, but what I understand the Briscoe thing being a humongous match for you, but what would be like, uh, when you went to New York, they pretty much just pushed you, right? So you got to, yeah. but so what was, what was the first one, you know, your big win there? Well, the, the, the steamboat angle. Mm. Yeah. Right. You know, that right. was, that was right. Unbelievable. Um, after that showed on television, I couldn't go anywhere. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Science tells us the best way to achieve and maintain consistent deep sleep is by lowering our core body temperature. You see, temperature-controlled sleep repairs our muscles after a hard day's work, and it improves our cognitive function, so you always start your day feeling sharp and alert. Chili Sleep makes customizable, climate-controlled sleep solutions that help you improve your entire well-being. Chili Sleep makes the Uller, that's the one I have, and the Cube Sleep System. Both are hydro-powered, temperature-controlled mattress toppers that fit over your existing mattress to provide you your ideal sleep temperature. These luxury mattress pads keep your bed at the perfect temperature for deep sleep, whether you sleep hot or cold. These sleep systems are designed to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and give you the confidence and energy to power through your day. Imagine waking up and not feeling tired. Chili Sleep can make that happen. For an extra layer of comfort, they also make the Chili Blanket. It's the only weighted blanket that can also be paired with a control unit for the ultimate sweat-free sleep. Head over to chilisleep.com forward slash DDP snake to learn more and save 30% off the purchase of any cube or Uller sleep system. Now this offer is available exclusively for DDP snake pit listeners and only for a limited time. That's chili C H I L I sleep.com slash DDP snake to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up refreshed every day. But, but as far as a guy to make the, the DDP analogy, a guy reaching down and helping pull you up, uh, yeah. it, was Jerry Briscoe, your Randy Savage? No, no. I think, uh, as odd as it is to say, probably Ronnie Garvin. Really? Okay. And Ronnie Garvin, because he was a established top guy. It was a tough son of a bitch. And he gave me the courage to go out and be in that type of match and hold my own, which I never thought I could do. Mm. Cause I always, I have a, you know, I have a problem with, I'm really tough on watching my tapes. I hate myself and that attitude at that time had control of me. I never thought I was good enough, but for Ronnie Garvin to pull me in and say, come on, kid, come on, kid. And, and I'd start firing on him, man. And then he, all of a sudden, he didn't have to tell me when to come on. I was there for it. And that was something I'd never done. You know, take control of the match by whipping his ass. You know, I'd never done that. I've always been the finesse guy or the got lucky, you know, schoolboy guy. Or right. Whatever. And uh, for that to happen, yeah, that yep. was sweet. And the other thing would, be, would have been when I worked with Andre. Oh, yeah. You know, that is a stamp that is put on your ass. You've been there and you survived. <laughs> no you know, I wrestled him for six months straight every night. And unfortunately for me, uh, Andre had a way about him. He, he liked to test you. Our first match together was the LA sports arena and Andre got in the ring and just literally throttled me for 15 minutes. Did not give me a breath of air. Mm. Just beat the shit out of me. You can't imagine that. <laughs> Didn't give me anything, nothing. And I'm fighting for it. And I'm getting nothing. 
I'd go to throw a punch and he'd catch it with his hand. Fuck yeah, that hurt your wrist, man. Yeah. <laughs> so when I got to the back, I was so furious, so angry that I lost my mind. Now I can say I literally lost my mind because the next thing I do is something you would never do. I called him out. Oh. I walked into his locker room and I said, you big son of a bitch. We're not going to draw a damn nickel with a fight like that. What the fuck, man? Why are you doing this shit to me? You don't want to make money. You just want to fucking beat up somebody. Well, fuck, you beat me up again. And he looked at me. Then he stood up. And I'm like, oh, fuck, man. But I, 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 you know, I was that far from it. I was that far from it. And he, he looked at me and he smiled. He goes, you're okay, boss. No problem. And then I, I walk out and I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> and it was his stamp of approval. Because if you didn't fight that man, he would eat you. Because he knew that you had to give your very best to make <clears throat> it look possible for you to be in the ring with him. You had to be a go-getter. You know, uh, him and Savage had a lot of problems. They did not work well at all together. Uh, I remember seeing Randy do something I never thought he'd do is he threw away his baby oil. Because Andre was standing at the gorilla position. He goes, I hate oil. And Randy went, poop, threw it in the trash and didn't go back and get it. Because we all knew how tight Randy was. Right. You know, everybody was in shock. But I know walking out of that dressing room that night, uh, Blackjack Lanza was there. He goes, I don't believe what I just saw. And I said, I don't know what I did. Because <laughs> I, 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 I literally lost it. The match was so bad. I've never been beaten like that. I mean, from bell to bell, it was one-way street. I mean, he would just grind me and, and shove me on my ass and just humiliate me. And uh, again, I say I lost my mind, and I think that proves that I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, goes, it goes back to uh, the Ronnie Garvin thing. Uh, making you know, me fight. Yeah, making you fight back, but also never underestimate the power someone gives you by believing in you. Yeah. Like, he's not doing that. Because he wants to beat you up. He wants to bring the best out in you and show that. Because especially back in your time, man, yeah. people, there was not talked about that it was a work. Right. Yeah. You know, it was it was a shoot. You know, so that's when you were in thought. there. Yeah. Like, like Andre or maybe Haku. You know, <clears throat> I'd wrestle Haku and I'd say, you know, if it had been a street fight, I'd give up sooner. <laughs> a lot sooner when the bell rang. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, Dallas, the subject lot. today is, is talking about the macho man. And, and of course, everybody listening to this, we fans, we've heard that he was very intense and he was for lack of a better word, pretty paranoid. Uh, yeah. any stories that you could, uh, chime in on about that Dallas um, after, after we'd had our first, uh, you know, our first go round and he put me over, um, to watch him after that, you know, um, I was just reading something where Meltzer had written something along the line of they were, everybody's looking up because they beat me up. They, after I, after, you know, I, I beat them. Here comes the NWO again to keep their heat. And Randy, man, Randy was like, you know, like 
acting, but looked like real as hell with him and Bischoff, man. Like Bischoff was trying to come because he's going after Kimberly then, you know, and uh, uh, where's Sting? Like everybody's looking up like where's Sting, you know, but he never showed. Um, but after that, he had, you know, the next day he's on crutches because he came off the top and when you're coming off the top rope to the floor and landing on your feet, the way he would do the axe handle, it's okay when you're in your twenties and thirties, but in your forties, it starts ripping away. Oh man. And he had like a, a tear, not a bad tear, but wasn't bad enough mm. that he couldn't put his foot. He couldn't walk. So he's on the crutches. So we're at TV and Randy's like, Ooh, they don't have anything for us today. Like, what the fuck? Like they're, they're, they're trying to move us down the card, you know? And he was getting really upset. And then he went and talked to Hulk. And I, I, I remember we were in Florida somewhere. And uh, the thing is like, we got to get attention on what we're doing mm-hmm. to be able to keep it, to get to the next, cause we couldn't wrestle the next month. So we were, you know, goes two months before we wrestle again, which was great. Like, that's why we're the feud of the year, because everything kept going, you know, and it kept and, and really weren't doing that so much in the late 90s. The law, it was kind of hot shot and everything. So next thing I know, the, the deal is he's going to be out there cutting the promo on me with his crutches. And well, I'm going to come out there and freaking he's going to drop one of the crutches and. Yo, grab, yo, he's hobbling back, and I freaking walk by that crutch, and I come at him and get him, and he grabs Liz and drops the other crutch, and I pick it up and go to pull, go to hit him, and he pulls Liz in front, pulls him in front, and here comes Hulk. Now, I have had not had any altercation of any kind with Hulk yet, and he tells me, now, when you go down, just stay there, because we'll use this as B-roll later. A lot, kind of like the Andre thing. And man, when he whipped me, I'll have a picture I'll put up here. <laughs> I hope I can still find it. Um, he whipped me. It had to be, it felt like it was 10 minutes. It was probably a good minute though. And just wham, wham. And you're seeing pieces fly off those um the crutch, the um, aluminum yep. crutches, right? And friggin', he gets done. He goes away. I walk into the locker room, go in and take a shower. I come out and I'm grabbing something behind the monitor. And Kevin Green is coming in to do shit with Flair, right? And I go to grab something. He goes, Diamond, what the hell happened to your back? Now, he's watching the monitor. I look like something out of like uh, Last Kingdom or something, you know, with the freaking the whip marks across my back. And uh, um, I go, weren't you just watching this? And his eyes went like this. You know, like, like well, it's real. Well, you know, sometimes it gets it real, is. real out there, bro. And you, and later he would feel the overhand chop of the giant oh, yeah. or big show, Paul White. And when he hit you with that overhand, that was as good as anything Andre ever could have done to you, man. He hit me with one of those. I go right to the ground because you're getting one. That's it. <laughs> you got to pick me back up again, push me there and hit me because I'm hitting and rolling. <laughs> you know? Run, uh, run. So he for with us his paranoia would have been to keep us 
live because then we went to, I want to say it was Charlotte. And that's when I went out there with the crutches and the deal. And that's what I was whipping people. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago uh, where the one crutch broke when I hit Bagwell and it sending out to the crowd. Oh my God. And it hit the rope and bounced back. I'm going to see if I can find that shot of that. But I mean, to watch that, if because if it went through, well, that's great aim, Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> if it went through, my career's over. Yeah. yeah. That's a moment. That's a God moment to me. Yeah. That's like, no, he's doing too good right now. Let's get him back. And yeah. he came right back in. Uh, Let's see if this humbles him. <laughs> uh, Randy, um, I just worked really well with him. You know, Randy, and this is fascinating in a way, because Randy's a guy who laid out everything. Mm -hmm. And... Nobody did that in his era. No, everybody, you know, they, they knew a couple spots, heat spot and the finish, but you didn't lay out the whole match. No. And I did. I wanted to know where I was going. Now, understand preparation with improvisation. Yes. Me and Randy are the first guys to ever do that. Today, that's all they do. Yeah. Like they call stuff here and there, but. They're remembering stuff. They're not even talking because I've asked guys. I go, God, how do you remember all that? Because you guys are talking like, no. Like, what do you mean? You weren't talking. Like, you're just counting on that person to be there. I never shut up in the ring. I never shut up. Because so, I want to make sure you know where we are. We know what we're doing. And we're on the same page. Or anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still here. <laughs> you just had your 10 minutes, bitch. <laughs> See, he's counting the time now, right? Oh, God. I love <laughs> it. I make sure you have it. <laughs> so, gotcha. <laughs> Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. So by now, you know, the Fed has raised interest rates and they're telling us they're going to raise rates six more times this year. What does that mean for you? It means waiting will only cost you money. If you've been thinking about building, if you've been thinking about buying, if you've been thinking about refinancing, the time to act is now. Waiting will cost you money. I urge you. I encourage you. Just let us run the numbers for you. If you want to buy a house, go to buywithconrad.com. If you want a lower monthly payment, go to savewithconrad.com. And I know what you're thinking. Man, can I really save money if rates are going up? Absolutely. Because if you've got credit card debt, if you've got a second mortgage, if you need to make improvements to your home, there's not a better, easier, faster, more economical, cheaper way to borrow this money than to use your current equity in your house. Here's what we're talking about. All of a sudden, our houses are worth more than ever in the last couple of years because the real estate market is hot, 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 daddy. Now, what you do with this debt, once you owe that debt, is up to you. So if you don't do what I'm encouraging you to do and go to SaveWithConrad.com, man, just keep making the minimum payments. Now, they're going to jack up your interest rates on your credit cards, too. Just so you know, we're not just talking about home loan rates, but all the money is about to get more expensive. Now, you're right now sitting at an interest rate on your credit cards that's way too high. I don't know how high, but you may not either. Is it 19%? Is it 29%? 
Here's what I know. It's going up. And if you feel stuck, if you feel like you're making the minimum payments, if you don't feel like you have a real plan to get out of debt, now's the time to make that plan, baby. Savewithconrad.com. We can help you knock out all that debt, even let you skip your next two house payments, and more importantly, pay your house off faster. When we're really talking about saving on a refinance, the term is the killer. If the bank can trick you into giving them 29% of your gross monthly income every month until you die, it's mission accomplished for them. Don't take my word for it. Throw it in your Google machine. Mortgage is Latin for pledge until death. They put you in this thing to keep you beholden to them every month until you die. That's not the American dream. The dream is to get out of debt. I want to help you get out of debt today. Make a stand today. Tell the banks to stick it, brother. We're going to show them how to get out of debt faster and with cheaper monthly payments. If you got car loans, check. I can handle that. You got credit card debt, check. I can handle that. Oh, and here's a pop quiz for you. Have you always wanted to do one thing to your house? Whether we're talking about upgrading your kitchen, upgrading your bathroom, putting in a pool, putting in a man cave, let's make someday today. All that's going to do is make your house worth even more. You're going to create even more equity. But at the same time, you're going to get those repairs or improvements done with no money out of pocket. You hear me? Why would you not do this? Get the dream house with the dream payment right now at SaveWithConrad.com. And if you're still throwing your money away on rent, I urge you, I encourage you, this is the year to take action. There is no stopping this real estate boom right now. I cannot believe what's happening, and I want you to be a part of it. Had you done it two years ago, you'd already be rolling in the dough, baby. What's that old proverb? The best time to plant a tree was 100 years ago. The second best time is now. Something like that. The second best time to buy a house is now. Find out how much money you can save when you stop throwing your money away on rent. And you actually build some wealth for yourself at buywithconrad.com. And, buddy, we're licensed in almost all the states. Don't take my word for it. I know it sounds weird. Wait, the podcast guy about wrestling can help me save money? Go check out my reviews, conradreviews.com. You'll see more than a 1,000 reviews. Our average is like 4.71 or 4.72. You know what that means? Pretty, pretty, pretty good. We're going to save you some cash. You're going to love it. Run the numbers with me. No cost, no obligation. Buy with Conrad if you want to buy. Save with Conrad if you want to save. Either way, I can hook you up. Savewithconrad.com, NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. And oh, by the way, don't be nervous about talking about your credit report. I don't care that you had a late here or there. I don't care that you had a bankruptcy back in the day. I'm not going to tell you no. Now, I might say not yet, but here's how. You need a plan to get out of debt. You need a plan to buy a house, and I can help you with that plan at SaveWithConrad.com or BuyWithConrad.com. Hey, man, maybe you don't want to do that. Give us a call, 888-425-0105, or just drop me a line. Yes, email me, Conrad at SaveWithConrad.com. So the bottom line is, is that we gelled, and that's one of the biggest reasons why our matches were so good, because we knew where we were going, we knew what we were doing, and we improv where we had to. You know, and uh, it was a lot of fun being out there with him. It was, you know, in the beginning, you would think that here I am. I'm finally working on top, a top, tippity top of the top. And that maybe, you know, I would have got psyched out or whatever. But I didn't, man. Because mainly because it took so long. I remember Matt Bourne saying to me, because they were using, they were just, they were jobbing me out in the beginning. 
When I first came on as a manager, no, I got a win here and there off an enhancement guy, but I beat, I put everybody over. I remember Matt Bourne saying to me, who would be the first uh, doink, yeah. you know, but Matt did a lot of good stuff before that as yeah. a, he was a good worker, really good. Uh, he said, you know, D, you know, just keep doing what you're doing because you're going to, when you, when it finally takes off for you and it's gonna, he said, but you're going to really appreciate it. And when it came around, like, I thought I was ready in 95, <laughs> but I wasn't. And I thought I was ready in 96. And by the end of 96, I was. But going into 97, I knew it. And I had that confidence because of all the stuff. And I knew Randy wanted to get me over. So that never underestimate the power someone gives you by believing in you. And, man, our promos were great. The work was great. And it lasted all the way to, you know, uh, Halloween Havoc. So we just talked about Randy Savage's style in the ring and Dallas, you said that you guys had that in common. You like to plan everything out and, and Jake, I get the impression that really wasn't your style when you were working with Randy. Was Randy still planning everything out back then with you, Jake? Well, let, let me give you our first match. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, let me set the table for you. Hogan has gone away to do a movie. We're doing a Saturday night main event. Okay. I get the speech and Randy gets the speech from Dick Ebersole and Vince that they're going to give us more time than anybody's ever had on Saturday night main event. And Ebersole looks at Randy and said, and if we go to commercial and our ratings drop, you're going to be back in Poughkeepsie wrestling in front of a local television. Oh, there's no pressure there. <laughs> Randy just boom. Oh, I got you. And man, he, I'm watching. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, what's wrong with this guy? And as soon as we walked away from there, Randy's tugging on me. We got to talk. We got to talk. And he is going absolutely nuts. And after about 10 minutes, I'm like, fuck, Randy, just stop. What? Stop, man. I said, look. The reason we got this opportunity is because they like what we do. Yeah. So don't go out there and change everything that you do. Because then you're not giving them what they want. Go with the pony that got you here. He's like, oh, I don't know. How young. Well, we wound up putting three or four spots in there. And this is a situation where it was heel versus heel. Oh, wow. Was that right? Yeah. The first one, uh-huh. we were the first guys to do that then. Mm. And, uh, we held our ratings and they were really good. And, uh, the biggest thing I got out of it was, uh, Randy's father came to me afterwards and said that Angelo Papo. Yes. Angelo Papo, 6,033 setups. <laughs> Don't forget that. Mm. He didn't let you forget it. <laughs> Said that was the best, probably the best match he'd ever seen Randy in. Wow. Which blew me away because I'm thinking, what about the steamboat match with Randy? Because mm. I thought that was a classic. But for Randy's style, his father liked what we did. So we wrestled one time then. And we didn't wrestle each other again. Ever? No, till later on when oh. we did the angle. Right, right. Okay, right. Which is 
four years later. I think this match actually that you're talking about happened on November t- uh, 15th, 1986 at the sports arena in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, it wound up airing on the 29th. So it just barely predated the steamboat match at WrestleMania three, but either way, yeah. what you're doing yeah. here got a 9.7. That's just crazy to even imagine a 9.7 on, on NBC. Yes. 16,000 folks sold out as a matinee show. So it's not even an evening show. This is an afternoon show in LA, 16,000 fans, 9.7 rating. That's crazy. Yeah, I could have got a 10 if I got Randy to follow me. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I was sore after that match. I will tell you that. I'll bet. (laughs) But but I would later find out, be careful what you ask for, Jake, because it can get worse. Mm. Because uh, later along, we shot the angle with the snake biting him. It got got worse. Yeah, we got uh, worse in a big way because uh, what happened... You guys want to hear this? Sure. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so later on, we do the thing where the snake bites him. Yeah. I, you guys have probably heard this story about him making me let the snake bite me first. Sure. That was classic. You know, which is just insane. But then they wanted me to slap Liz. Oh. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Mm. That was a Tuesday night in Texas, I believe. Yep. Well, I did slap her. And, um, I've slapped a lot of people a lot easier than I hit her because I actually got her a little bit. It was solid. Randy was cool with it. Liz was really cool with it. But here goes back to families. Her parents and her grandparents lost their shit. Mm. <laughs> you have to understand. They're not wrestling fans. They're not smart. Yeah. They weren't smart. And her grandfather pulled a gun on Randy. Oh. And told him to leave the house. He was no longer welcome in the house because you promised us when this all started that our little girl wouldn't get hurt. And we just seen our little girl get shit Mm. knocked out of her. And, and, And that man was making her beg for you. They took that personal too. You were which, such a which, heel. Which was the reason I did that shit. <laughs> beg for it. Come on. You don't have to beg for me, baby. I'll take what I want. You know, I was just going with my shit. You're, this is the same guy who busted my chops about when we'd strip the stud and the girl came all the way down and go, you know, you looked a lot better way up there. You don't get the trip. <laughs> and you guys both busted my chops. He's slapping the dog piss at poor Miss Elizabeth. And uh, <laughs> that's heat, especially in the 80s. Yeah. It Today would be a different story. I'll tell you how you much know? heat it was. Uh went to drive my car out of the building that night because they brought my car inside. <laughs> uh, and uh, we drove out. And when we drove out, we got blocked and they turned the car over. Oh. So I'm sitting in my fucking Lincoln Town car. Did you have a safety belt on? No, I didn't have a safety belt on. So I'm crunched down because my body just landed on top of me. I'm on my head. And I can't remember who was with me, but they got mad because I was laughing. I was laughing my ass off. That's money. Because I knew right then we had gold. Yeah. You know, and uh, they didn't break the glass out. I don't know why. They were kicking the glass. And I was expecting it to break open, but I'd have my butt up against it so it wouldn't go anywhere. 
Uh, the cops got there pretty quick, too. Yeah, Jake was also had to have the cops come in in Mexico with again, seven cop cars to get him out of the building. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Randy comes to me, and then I find out he's also went to Vince saying, we got to nix this fucking angle right now. Oh, wow. Because I can't even go home. They told me not to come back. Mm. Ever. So Randy is just a bottle of nerves. And we get to the ring and he's trying to kill me, man. He's firing on me. Mm. Like, dude. And so now I'm blocking. So what I wound up doing is I wound up blocking the first three or four minutes of the match till he blew up. And I'd feed into him and let him throw all of his shit. But then he'd get tired and he was ready for me to take over. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So we go ahead and have some part of the match, but I was so very upset when they sniped that angle after about four weeks, because how much, how much harder do you have to go? Right. That should have went all the way to mania. Mm. That's what the plan was, was to go to mania with it, but it was too hot, but it was too hot. So yeah. they, they sliced it off mm. and had Randy get up on the top rope with the bell and jump off on me to do everything, you know? Time to tell you about something I'm super passionate about protecting your family. Yes, this is a life insurance ad for goliathlife.com. But to me, this is really about peace of mind. Think about insurance for a second. We all get medical and auto insurance, yet we never even know if we're going to have a need for it. Let me let you in on a little secret. You need life insurance. We're all going to die. Now, as you let that reality sink in, think about what would happen if your family stopped having your income tomorrow. If you don't have a plan for that, you need to visit goliathlife.com. And I mean, right now, and just personally, I've lost two friends in their forties this past year and a half. And I don't even want to think about what their families would be going through. Had they not had life insurance, if you don't have it, get it, protect your family. And I suggest you go to goliathlife.com because they've made the process of getting affordable life insurance, super easy. Goliath life streamlines the life insurance process by allowing you to get quotes for more than 20 carriers within minutes, and you'll pick your terms and payments to fit your budget. You pick your price. You start the online application immediately and even schedule the medical exam to come to you. And I've done it. They sent someone to my office. I skipped the phone calls, the paperwork, and the crazy invasive conversations. Goliath life makes buying life insurance simple. There's no hidden fees, no upsells, no hassle, hell, not even a phone call. Goliath life is life insurance in your hands on your time. Get multiple quick quotes right now from the comfort of your own home and begin your application in a few easy clicks right now at goliathlife.com. It's hard to imagine, but spring is almost here and we're close to feeling that soft grass under our feet. But first, man, we got to get our lawn back. Thankfully, Sunday gets your lawn growing and helps to keep it healthy all season long. Sunday can help you grow a beautiful lawn without the guesswork or the nasty chemicals. Their plans include fertilizer and everything you need to easily care for your lawn with ingredients like seaweed, iron, molasses. You can feel good with kids and pets being around. All you have to do is visit GetSunday.com. Put in your address and their lawn analysis tool does the rest. They then use the soil and climate data to create a personal nutrient plan delivered to your door when you need it. Just attach the ready to use pouch to a garden hose and spray. It takes less than 15 minutes. Best of all, this stuff really works. 
I did Sunday years ago and I continue to be a Sunday customer. I got to tell you, just seeing it all online, the actual lawn analysis, dude, they got like a picture of your, it's unbelievable really that they have all of this information and my setup and routine and what I've got for my house here in Alabama, it might be different for yours. It's not one size fits all Sunday's really got this figured out. And Sunday is offering our listeners 20% off full season plans start at just 129 and you can take 20% off of that at checkout. When you visit get sunday.com slash DDP snake, that's 20% off your custom plan at get sunday.com slash DDP snake. Dallas, from your perspective, what made Randy so good? I mean, here we are still talking about him all these years later you know, a lot of people point to the, the outfits and the persona. Other people talk about the promos and the matches. I mean, there's a combination of things, but what is the one intangible in your mind that made Randy stand out above everybody else? We could probably say it together at the same time. Intensity. Yeah. I mean, commitment. Yeah. Like we intensity. talked, you know, no intensity is the number one word, but his commitment to be that guy. Like I'm like, I read for a part in, uh, uh, heels coming up and I don't know if I'll get it or not. I don't know at this point right now. Um, but there's a point where he says, uh, I'm talking to, uh, um, to wild bill and it's say, um, uh, where you basically you were the same guy in and out of the ring. Mm-hmm. Like you took away, you cut out whatever part of you that was real and just filled it with Wild Bill. Yeah. You know, so we couldn't tell who you were you're in living or your, out of you're the You're living ring. your gimmick. Yeah, living the gimmick. And that's that's something I threw in at yeah. the end of that when I was doing the audition. I go, you were living the gimmick, you know? And um, that's what Randy was. Randy was that, like, you really talk like that, you know? Not as, not like this. He didn't talk like, but it's like anything. You amp him up. Randy was... I mean, you, you look 24 back, seven. if you look back at Randy in Memphis, I don't give a shit. I don't care what time of his, of his, you know, coming into the business, like maybe the first year, not as much or second year, but if you catch him around year two or three, you, you see that yeah. guy like him and uh, Lanny were, you know, tag team partners. And there's this distinct difference Ugh. between Randy and Lanny. Yeah, night and day. Yeah, and and you it's cause you can see everything he's doing. He's and, living it. And Randy, he's six six. I'm six four. That's legit. Friggin' Randy, if he was five eleven, yeah, you know, You're maybe six foot. But yeah, I no, think no, more five no, eleven. No, no. But he walked on his toes. Yeah, his hands were always up here. Wearing the hats, like all the stuff, like he Bigger was than six, six, you know, like that guy was 10 foot tall and bulletproof his intensity, like rejection, you know, the stuff like there's a lot of stuff that I took from Jake in the DDP. There's stuff I took from Randy and perfect and funk. Like those are the guys that I said, I love their work, you know, and I want to be like, like that. I want to be that good. And, uh, when it when it came around to Randy, it was pure intent. When I would get really intense and you know and and friggin' just step out, step out. But Randy lived there, man. And 
it was it was really interesting to see, you know, being right there next to him, getting ready, but even going over the matches and stuff when we talk about it, he'd like, oh, yeah, like that, like what you do here. And, uh, you know, and then I'm going to do this. And like, sure, whatever you want. You, know? <laughs> you take wherever you want to go. But his intensity and his commitment to always be that guy. And that's, if you go to the Heels show, that's a wild bill is. Like, he's still that guy. After where, you know, we, you guys start to mellow down as you go and get the hell out of the ring. But it took Jake till he was, you know, late fifties. Cause he still, you know, loved being in that spot. And, and this character, he's a accumulation of a couple of people, mainly Jake. He wears the snake skin. Yeah. You know, he's got the Fu Manchu. He's, but he's also a piece of Ric Flair. He's a piece of, you know, a couple of the boys and a piece you know. of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he can he, he can, can actually he can turn be, it on. <laughs> he, he is such a he is such a piece of shit meeting uh freaking Wild Bill. But that's why I love him so much. And I'm like, I'm really hoping I get this role. Just because it's, it's just a scene of us together, and I pretty much who I am, like without being Diamond Dallas Page, different character, but the character that I play, it's the guy that Figured, like, come on, it's just uh, telling them, like, you don't, don't get, no, not fucked out. You know, like, like, let the, let that go. It's like, it's that guy that, like, chill out, man. Like, you, what you did was amazing and you're still doing it today. And, you know, but it's, it, it's, it's a really cool character, Wild Bill, but so was Randy Savage. <laughs> He's a really cool character. And anybody would watch him yeah. would be, you know, oh my God, this guy's amazing. Yeah. How many times have you been impersonated? Yeah. Got to be one of the most impersonated yes. guys ever. Jake does them. I, everybody does them. You know, I Jay got, Lethal. Jay Lethal has oh, the yeah. best one. He's amazing. He's the best. When he, he does Flair great too, though. You know, like another guy who is impersonated because they're such amazing characters. And uh, but Jay, when he does the macho man and doing the the whole deal, I love watching it when he goes there. So we're encouraging everybody to go out of their way to watch Spring Stampede 1997. It's uh, season two, episode one on the Peacock Network. Uh, you can fast forward to the two hour, 14 minute mark if you want to watch this one. And uh, I'm just curious, like Jake, when you think back to your big matches, did you have like a pre-match ritual? Like, is there a routine you go through? Do you say a little prayer? Do you put the left <laughs> boot on first? It. This is Jake getting ready. Jake, you're getting ready for getting ready for us to walk to the ring. And okay, they're playing your music. Put the cigarette out. Pick up the snake. You go, man. And walk to the it, ring. You know, for me, as soon as I walked outside that dressing room door, it's like somebody flipped the switch. And I, and I went into character. Um, I watch a lot of guys do push-ups and spread oil all over themselves and all that stuff. And uh, for me, I had a calmness because like our friend Scott Hall said a lot of this and said, I never had a problem in the ring. Our problems were out of the ring. And that was the same for me because I was in control of the ring. You know, I, I didn't have to get amped up for it. I knew my character, and I would save all that energy <laughs> that they use getting ready for in the ring. But, uh, you know, the fear of the snake thing was on me in the locker room. 
But as soon as I put that bag on my shoulder and that bell rang and I heard that music click, I become Jake. And once I'm Jake, I'm not afraid of that snake. I'm not afraid of nothing. And I have complete control of this situation. You can't get any more comfortable than that. Mm. You know, that's probably the only time you do have control is in a situation where there's ropes around you and it's you and that guy over there or the referee in between. And that's all there is. And once I get there, I can go anywhere I want. I can make you love you. I can make you hate me. It doesn't matter. Dallas, take me back to that night. You're, uh, you're in the back, you know, you're in the main event. It's a pay-per-view. I think this is the first time you've been in a singles match main event. I mean, I know there's been like world war three type situations, but the spotlights on you and you know what this is going to do for your career. Are you, you're hoping it, it feels like it's been a long time. Or the other. <laughs> well, I, I know that I'm going over which at this point is, is not going to get changed. You know, and I know that, and I know that it's going to be a, a, like all the hard work moment, you know, it's a water tower moment. Yeah. You know, uh, and I, unlike Jake, I'm the opposite. I'm stretching and you know doing DDP yoga. You know, I'm I'm not even I'm not doing DDP yoga because I haven't hurt my back yet. So I'm stretching though. So I stretched my whole career. That's why I always tell guys when you blow your back out or your body breaks down, stretching ain't good. It helps, but it's not going to save you from injury. And that's what DDP yoga does. But I would be stretching out and be full stretch and just focused. And I might be doing some of those push-ups. Until I hear my music go, and then I become Diamond Dallas Page because too cool, like all that stuff. Me, I remember being there with Jimmy Hart making that, and you know, it just I start to you know remember as an actor, you're taught you know where you were before you got in the scene. You're in the scene, and afterwards, you know where you're going. That's part of life. So to me, I'm remembering all the shit that went down because this just became real to me. And I'm going out there to whoop this son of bitch's ass who friggin' grabbed the hold of my wife and, and, and spray painted her. And, you know, uh, it just became real, real, real fast. And Randy being outdoor out there <laughs> in house show matches, I could barely feel them when the red lights on, Ooh. First time he hit me, dude, I saw a big blue flash. Oh, like, oh, that's the that's the way that's it's going to be on here. <laughs> you know, so I just came right back with it, and he loved that. You know, we weren't trying to hurt each other, but we're letting you know, like this it's shit's solid. coming in snug. So, yo, better be gone before I get there. And that's what I would do if you went to clothesline me, man. I'm already gone. You know, there's times where I got caught uh, plenty of times where you get that whiplash, you know, because uh, you weren't gone. Um, but I was just so amped to be there. And then once we got in it and the reaction, because, again, when you don't you don't have they already, they already know the angle they're playing, they're waiting for it. They were they're wanting it. And like I would be later as a heel, Jake was as a heel. Randy was a heel. He's a heel's heel, but he still got his macho man fans that were never leaving him. Yeah. Like no matter what. So we just, it was so crazy 
crazy. What 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 town were we in on that uh, on that match? Through uh, yeah. you, huh? Mississippi, <laughs> Mississippi, which is not exactly where you imagine your big break is going to happen. But Mississippi, is it, Square? Is it Tupelo? Tupelo. Tupelo. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Tupelo, Mississippi, <sighs> man. Uh, Who would have thunk that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, is, is that where Elvis is from? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what better place to be to be? If I'm going to be in Mississippi than well, the Here you go. Home turning something into a positive. Here we go. <laughs> well, it, bullshit. It's just amazing to me that this is the biggest moment of your career, and it's in Tupelo, Mississippi. Well, this is it. Uh, 8,003. It's, it's the biggest moment of my career in front of real, real wrestling fans. Oh my God. Yeah. Real. Those are, those are rabid fans, real wrestling fans. Yeah. And we were, you know, again, we're the pro wrestling illustrated feud of the year. We beat out a great feud of stone cold, Steve Austin and Bret Hart, you know? Uh, so it, to me, we're there in this town that is like, they, they buy it. And if they don't buy it, they're buying into it, you know? And and then there's all the people watching at home. And I know that that had to be a pretty good buy rate on that thing too. So just to be there, I'm just happy to be there because you never know how long it's going to last. And that's what I was explaining earlier that I did not realize it changed my life. Right. Like it dramatically changed my life because now all of a sudden I'm right up there with all those guys, you know, and it's pretty amazing. It's a different feel when you walk in the locker room, man. It's worth mentioning this card, you know, it doesn't have Hulk Hogan, uh, in this era, Hulk Hogan was a staple on these WCW pay-per-views. The main event mm-hmm. is diamond Dallas page and Randy Savage, and it does 210,000 buys on pay-per-view compare that to a couple months prior where they did sold out the first ever NWO pay-per-view that did 170, the biggest battle Royal ever world war three that did 200,000 buys. And even when they come back with more staple events like fall brawl, 97, 195,000 buys, and even slamboree and great American bash, you know, classic WCW traditional pay-per-views only 220. but those had more star power in terms of we want Hogan. This is the time where macho man and DDP had such a great story that it didn't feel like we needed Hogan story wins out every time. Yes. Yes. It does. If you get personal and you get real, you give those fans something they can identify with. They can all identify with their wives being grabbed and mishandled and painted. They can understand that. And they can understand his anger. Yes. And they, they can pull right into that. Hey, wait, let me just let you just think this happened not too long ago. It was all over the news. Chris Rock said shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> shit. Chris Rock said some shit. Just a little, little, little dig. You know, having fun being a co- comic. <sighs> you know, on Will Smith's wife at the Oscars. Yeah. And everybody knows Will got up there and paintbrushed him. Yes, now, sir. I'll tell you what. Chris Rock did one of these. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, Chris Rock, the perfect example of what happens when you get so hard, get hit so hard, you can't even work a good recoil, you know, because if you were out there and it didn't hurt, you'd be going, Whoa, he got me good. When he hit him, he's just trying to keep his feet under. That was a good one. Yeah. But but it's just, it's, it's right now talking about the thing with me and with Kimberly and, and Randy and Liz, uh, and then to have the Will Smith oh, yeah. 
just be fresh off. Did like, they booked that for Mania yet? <laughs> yeah, if I can see that. <laughs> now, I, by this time, we'll know, you know, uh, you know what happens with the, the whole deal with the Oscar and all that. But, uh, you know, it just, when someone says something about it, t- touches your wife, like when when my, my, my wife today, Paige, we were laying next to each other and my buddy Marlon sent this to me. And we were like, whoa. Well, yeah, then I turned the news on and it's all over the damn news. But, you know, now we're, we both have different opinions about that. And and I'm like, if someone's saying something about my wife, you know, that's a derogatory dig. I know his wasn't that bad until you add in that she has issues. That's why she shaved her head because she, she's losing yeah. her hair. Yeah. And that happens when it's personal. That was, I mean, that, that I'll guarantee because you saw Will laugh and then you saw him coming up on stage. So he looked at Mama, who was that rolled eyes, and, and it just he like, saw her pain. Yeah, he like it hurt her. So he got up there, and I'm sure he wishes he could go back in time and not do that. Yeah, he had and, a drop kicking. <laughs> yeah, I wishes he, he wishes he could go back in time and change it. You know, but the bottom line is, if someone was to like be making fun of my wife. You know, some that would be a big that'd be a problem for me. Yeah, that would be a problem for me. And I might paintbrush him the same way. I wouldn't want to punch him in the face or yeah. something where he could really sue me. But you know, you know I'd schoolboy school him. I'd spit in his face. In, something. Isn't it, isn't it something crazy that would do some kind of like I wouldn't let anybody talk about my wife like that. Not <laughs> especially with her right there. You know, they're gonna say something kidding around or whatever. You know that, but. That that was it. What was funny was when Chris Rock also said, "Come on, that wasn't that bad." Like, oh, you're about to see, yeah, it was. <laughs> well, we all have uh, as wrestling fans, we have what I call sometimes wrestler brain, and a bunch of my friends saw that and immediately said, "Well, that was a work." Will Smith had put up with so much chitter chatter over his wife's entanglements over the past few years, and people had been dunking on him on social media and lots of ugly stories written that. Maybe Rock and Smith got together and orchestrated a stunt. No to, way. You say shoot, huh? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. When he said, "Keep my wife's mouth out of your fuck," or say, "Keep yeah. my mouth, keep, keep my, my wife's, wife's name, name out of your fucking mouth, out of your fucking mouth." When he said it the first time, kind of a little bit maybe, but when he said it the second time, because he knew, "Come back, motherfucker," and I'm coming right back up there. That's right. <laughs> you know? That's right. And they might have to drag me out, but. I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. uh, it, it wasn't a work. It wasn't a work. Hell no. You know, not, 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 especially at the Academy. You don't do that at the Academy. Cause that's probably the most snootiest place around. And then they yeah. gave him an award a few minutes later. How about that? Yeah, man. You'll probably get one next year for the, the slap, <laughs> you know, something I just Time thought of, of Dallas, award. as we were talking, you know, we've talked about all the similarities that you and Jake had, you know, the DDP and the, uh, or the DDT and the diamond cutter and, and all the similarities. It didn't click until just now, you know, this stuff you did with macho man that made it so real involved your real life wife. Well, 10 years prior to that ravishing Rick rude and Cheryl, here we go. That similarities there too. You, you both had yeah, a blood easy, feud man. with a wife. Yeah. You know, crazy. Uh, we talked about this earlier, but so I like to keep those things short. But when I told Eric Bischoff that Kimberly is going, Kimberly and I are going to be in Playboy Celebrity News, and he went, Kimberly and you, you're you're going to be, are you crazy? 
Yeah, I go, well, you guys aren't doing anything with me, you know, and that would, he was like, you have a moral contract. You cannot do that. Of course, I wasn't naked. She was slipping into something as I was tying my boots, you know, or whatever. And it was, it was a really fun six page shoot that they did. Um, but we ended up using that as the, as the angle to bring it out, you know, with Randy Savage, the spray paint, NWO, across that magazine. I think I still have a version of that NWO's painting somewhere. My, uh, I bet you that'd be worth some money now that I think about oh my it. God. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Um, so, uh, yeah, the similarities and not even trying. Like, there's something where Jake would, like, you know, he'd, like, be in the corner. And then I realized, looking back, like, I would lay, like, in the corner. It would be just watching so much of him, it rubs off the, the really stuff that made me go, wow, that's, that's really ingenious. One thing I wish I would have done that he did all the time. Like he did a thing like this, like hit me in the face, boom, he take the punch. Come on, come on. That your best bet. You know, he'd, he'd come back again with that stuff. And that'd be careful. You do that too, though. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him about the uh, Ali story, dude. Oh my God. That was a great moment. Um, <laughs> uh, Back in the day, working mid south, then we uh, wound up in the Superdome, and uh, I'm wrestling the guy. Hold on. Man, I want you to picture that though. 1982-3. and they're working in the Superdome. Yo, there's a lot of room left though. Yeah, but still, <laughs> it's sectioned off. Yeah, I've yeah. been in that same Superdome. Oh yeah, sectioned off, and I dropped the NWO. Yeah, so it's, it's an unbelievable building. Yeah, it's, it's crazy just to be there, but then to know that you're going to be in the ring with Muhammad Ali. Mm. I was the heel at the time. I had a, a partner, John Nord, who is 6'6". Oh, God, he's, he's a got, beast. He's got muscles in his turds, man. <laughs> when he takes a dump, they have fucking biceps. You know, 320, probably. Yeah, yeah, and could do the splits. Unbelievable. And we got the snowman. And his second is Muhammad Ali. Well, we get to a point in the match where we've got the snowman down because Nord has come in and put the haymaker on him. Referee's been drawn by me over messing with Ali. Ali comes up on the apron and he gives me a shot. And I do this. John Nord comes over. He gets one. He flies across the ring. I come back. I get two. John Nord comes back. Back across the ring. I come back and get the third one. Finally, I take a bump. That, yeah. Doesn't take a bump with Muhammad Ali. Yeah. First two punches. Yeah. Yeah. How pissed was Watts at you? Oh, my God. Watts wanted to kill me. <laughs> Bad. I didn't even make it to the dressing room. He came out. <laughs> God, get your fucking ass in here. Who the fuck? God damn you. We paid him. We paid that son of a bitch and you didn't fly for him. And I'm like, Bill, I'll be here next week. You can beat me up then. And Ali came in and Ali came to me and said, you're a very smart young man. He understood. He got the business, man. He knew the business, man. Brother. <laughs> they got, the money. When money's involved, it's a work. Fucking one of my favorite moments ever is I'm doing a, uh, um, this is a water tower moment. Uh, I'm doing a signing and I know Ali's going to be there. And I am so, this is my hero growing up as a kid. 
because of everything that happened with his throughout his life. So I'm like so fucking pumped up to meet him. And I, I come get to the building and I come back to the, 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 the back room and there he is. And he's sitting there. And I'm like, Muhammad Ali. Like, I am so pumped. And you get to smile on his face. And he stands up and he could still talk back then, you know, a little slower or whatever. And he stood up and I'm walking, man, you were my hero. And you know, he goes, he goes, Diamond, lock up. And I have a picture of us locking up together. He called the spot. I mean, it was just so funny to me. Yeah. I gave him a big hug, and my brother yeah, was he's there. A sweet guy. Yeah, he was a sweetheart, man. Yeah. He was a sweetheart. Good. But then he called that. You know, fucking like cracked me up, man. The main event. Here it is, man. You're in it. Uh, working with referee Mike Curtis or Mark Curtis. Um, it's a no DQ match. Do, do you think that helped add some heat to it, Dallas? Was that necessary? I mean, based I think, on yeah. how real it got beforehand, it, it kind of needed to be, right? Uh, you know, I think we could have gone either way with it, but when you take no you DQ out, there, you got to go. You got to go all the way. And uh, again, these fans have no idea that he's going to put me over because it's Randy Savage and it's still here yeah. until he does that to me, you know, and I get to get up to him. Uh, so, boy, uh, Randy went off too during that match. Isn't that the one where he freaking beat up Penzer and yes. Yes. Right. And he's going to do the bell thing, the bell thing off the top rope. And they pull that away. Kimberly, yep. I was, I was praying to God, please be there. Please be there. Please be there. Yeah. And she was, her, timing, God. <laughs> her timing was right on. I wonder uh, if she thought about it for a moment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's thinking, please don't fuck this up. That's yeah. what she's thinking. Dallas, you know, this is also that. kind of the end of the heel ref thing. If you remember, Mark Curtis goes down. Nick Patrick is going to count the fall right. when you hit the diamond cutter. And before this, he had been like the NWO referee uh, mm -hmm. for his punishment. Nash jackknife power bombs, Nick Patrick. Uh, so I guess that's going to be the end of the, the heel ref thing. But at this point. This has to be the biggest win of your entire career. I mean, oh God, yeah. I can only imagine as a wrestler back then, Dallas, you had goals. You're a goal oriented guy. Main eventing a pay-per-view was probably a goal. And you got to check that box this time. Did you know it? Yeah, man. And when you say, I never realized that the buys were that high. Yeah. I didn't realize it's one of the top grossing pay-per-views without Hulk on the card. Yes. You know, I know that, uh, when we did, uh, Bash at the beach, it, the, it was really high, but it was a lot of star, star power and they paid a lot of money. And you got to remember back then I'm making $275,000 a year. Everybody I'm about to work with are in seven figure world. Yeah. The next year I made 295, which is, I'm not bitching. That's a lot of money, but after you pay out expenses and stuff, it's still a lot of money. But for where I'm at at that time, if I'm Steve Austin, I'm making like six or 7 million that year. Right. You know what I mean? But I'm not. And that, that is what it is. Uh, but I was just so happy to be there, man. I was so happy to be on that ride. And, you know, now it rolls into the 270 days a year working in the ring stuff, along with doing all the different shows or movie roles or whatever. I know this over, 97, 98, 99, I will guarantee you I was not home more than 40 days, maybe 
maybe 30 days a year over those years. And that's what really, by the time it got into 99, I blew my back out. Yo, that's right. Yeah, I guess it was 97, 98. It was crazy, man. I, I was, but you, when you get on that tsunami and Jake knows about it, you ride that tsunami as long as it will go. And I was really fortunate because you take 96 into it. I got damn five strong years of being, you know, a top guy. It's fun to think about uh, Meltzer's review because he feels the same way about Spring Stampede you and I did. He had this to say about your match. Quote, both worked hard because at this point, the show was a total blah effort and it was a good move putting them on last. So at least the fans would leave with a good main event. Both guys worked real hard with Savage looking the best he has in a long time and Paige really getting the timing of when to make his moves down impressively. Kimberly was even very impressive in her role, particularly in the way she had sold when Savage was about to attack her. As in the past, she had overreacted a lot. He gave it three and a quarter stars, but Dallas, this is like a long overdue for you. You've wanted this for so long. It finally happened. Take me back to after the match, you leave the building, you're in the car with your wife, you head back to the hotel. What are you guys saying with each other? Are you just in love with this moment and want it to last forever? Do you know your life's about to change? I don't know it. I don't know it's about to change the way yeah, it does. Know. I'm just, again, I'm, I'm one of those guys that has an attitude of gratitude. You know that. Yeah. I teach it. Um, you know, I'm just so grateful that all the hard work paid off. And now we'll see where it goes. And Kimberly has no idea what, Joe, you know, that how big this was. She knew it was a big deal but she had no idea what was about to happen to us and the ride that we were about to go on. Like there's still a part where Savage, we're into United center and that building. I love that building in Chicago. It goes straight up and there's these ramps that like literally maybe they're about 10 feet, 12 feet wide, but they go out, out into the crowd. So, and there's you know beams that are holding them there. I don't know what they're there for, except for aesthetics, but they have me at one point after this match, as we're building to the next one, walk out on that thing. I'm scared to death, you know, <laughs> of being like, it's a huge drop. I can't believe they let us walk out there, but I, and I cut a promo back and forth with Savage and now we're leaving. And as we're walking, People go, oh my God, DDP, DDP, oh, give me, give me. Then, then we start moving faster, faster, then more people. And now they're running. They're running at us oh, and they're running with us. And while we're just trying to get to the elevator, I mean, we're running with, with cops and everything. They're not saying go back. They're just trying to keep the thing moving. It's an, a Beatles moment. You know, like we were thinking, what the fuck is happening here? I saw one person fall down and people run over it and we're running. I go to Kimberly. Did you just see that? Oh my God. You know, we get to the elevator and then we start to realize going to the hotels, like where we had attention before. Now it's like Magnet. over the top yeah. attention. And cause the fans do that to you, you know? And I was always like, sure, sure, sure. You know, I, I would take it all in, you know, and, and go with it and just be nice to everybody. But now and, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, you know, I, I went through that extra spot and, and I would, you know, I'd make someone else to heal. <laughs> yeah. 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 You yeah. know, he won't let me. <laughs> the building said, yeah. 
Yeah. Today with those comic cons or wrestle cons or whatever we do today, you know, it's like, Hey, that person there is, I can't take it out of their hand because they paid a lot to have me come here. Yeah. And right away the fans understand that. Yeah. You know, they understand that because yeah. they pay a lot of money for us today. Yeah. Because again, you look at what's happened in, in just with the business and everything, it may not doing the numbers that we did yeah. back in the day, but the fans are still they're, they're, they're amazing. Independent wrestling's blowing up. You know, it's 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 an amazing time. There's only a couple of us. Yeah. The, fan, the fans are different today, too, though. Don't you think? No, I do. I do. They're not the rabid fans. No. But they are. They love they, it, they, but they're yeah, cool. Yeah, but they're, they're smarter. But they stop. I mean, right. I, I went on the Jericho cruise. When they told me about going on the cruise, I'm like, oh, my God. Can you imagine how hectic and what kind of hell we're going to go through here? And then I go on the cruise, and everybody's so friggin' cool. I'll tell you I what. I go out and lay by the pool. That, that, that is... That is, to put Chris Jericho over, who is yeah. I'm the I consider I consider him a very good friend of mine today, and just from everything we've been through together, we don't get to spend as much time as I like. But this guy, you know, rock star, wrestling god, demigod, you know, podcast king. Um, it doesn't matter what he does. Um, freaking ring, uh, dark side of the ring. He's the freaking voice. I mean, he does everything, and he's a family man. Like I got so much respect for him. But the cruise on top of everything is just amazing. The fans love it. It's they get everything from comedy, whether you're doing your stand up or uh, Fluffy, who was on it. Music. Gabriel Iglesias has been on one. Great music. Um, they get freaking all panels. They get everything, man. And Jericho is really he is a cottage industry. Like he is more than so much more than just a wrestler. So if you're watching this and you've never been on a cruise, do it, do it. Like I'll be coming back probably maybe not this one next one. I'm not sure when we're, we, we haven't figured that out yet. Cause I did a yeah, couple they, of years. They, they stopped him for a short period of time. Right. Too. But when it comes back, I'm sure I'll be on that one with him because we had over 220 people. That's the biggest crowd ever that I've had with, with me and you, We've done Conrad when we did uh, the all in, we did 191. They all paid. So it's a little bit different. These people all paid to go you know, to be on the cruise. But when we did that, that was our biggest number without people having to pay individually to come. And Chris opened his ringing windows and he saw all these people taking it back out to a tea, hulking it up. You know, there, was, uh, there was just so many people there having a good time, whether it was doing DDPY or listening to music or listening to comedy or going to get autographs. I mean, Chris Jericho does that cruise 110%. Well, we're going to do it next week here, 110%. Next week, we're going to be talking about the hall of fame, but before we go, I do want to ask one more thing about spring stampede uh, and Jake, I want to, I want you to put on your booker hat here. We know that, that the Dallas is going to get the victory. He's going to, you know, be defending his wife here. He wins with the diamond cutter, but now the whole NWO is going to come in and they're just going to lay waste to everybody. But if you go back and you watch the tape, which we're encouraging everybody to do spring stampede 97, you'll see a lot of fans in Tupelo looking up. They're waiting to see a sting going to repel down. And there's an old adage in wrestling that, okay. DDP got the win, but now Randy Savage and the NWO need to get their heat back. 
absolutely. Have we done too much of that on a pay-per-view or is it okay to send them home happy? Sting never repelled down and Meltzer would be critical saying, you know what? If they weren't going to send Sting down, maybe they shouldn't have done that after the match. What say you? Here's the way I felt about things like that. When I was booking, I would get my heat on television. And then I make them happy in the house shows. Because I feel like the fans that pay in that building to come in have the right or have the, they should be sent home happy because they paid for it. But get your heat on television. That's where you want to get your heat, just so you're not having 10 guys beat him up in Tupelo. But it was a pay-per-view, so then you can take that and you put it out there. I get that. So that's where I got my heat. I always felt like get your heat on television, make them happy in the house show. The last thing you ever want to do is have your fans leaving the building pissed off that their guy lost and they paid a hundred bucks to see it. They don't need to feel that because that makes them not come back. So do you think Sting should have come down or not? No, no, they, you gave them, you gave them the win and to get your heat back. I would, I probably wouldn't have done it in that situation because that was the first time, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for me, I, I didn't really, I get that what Meltzer was saying, but I, I, I didn't think it really needed it either. It's like, let's keep this going. Cause this isn't over. Right. Yeah, I think they should have came yeah. after you and you got away. Yeah. I would have liked I that. Liked that. <laughs> it would have been sweet if I could have slipped through the ropes and take it off like I had done so many other times. But this time with Kimberly over your shoulder. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. (laughs) Well, it's easy for us to armchair quarterback here with the benefit of hindsight. But if you want to talk to these Hall of Famers, it's easy to do. You just go to Cameo. But Jake, we want to encourage them. Do it from the website, not from the app, right? Absolutely, man. Be smart. Yeah, because I'll tell you what, when people go through the app, I literally hit decline and say, Alan or whoever it is, I'd love to do this cameo for you. Just rebook on cameo.com. And uh, because these bastards at Apple take 30%, yeah. you know, before cameo takes their 25. And uh, so I'll knock it right out for you. So that's that there. And also, we're coming into WrestleMania, right? We're coming into it this week. This always oh, so already happened. Yeah. R- WrestleMania oh, was this happened. past weekend, Dallas, and we hope okay. you enjoyed the so, show. I didn't like the finish in that last match. <laughs> in fact, I didn't even like the guys in the last match. <laughs> uh, tremendous. See well, you guys next week. <laughs> yes, sir. We'll see you then right here on DDP snake pit.